This is episode 304 of The Amy Ayler Show. Show notes can be found at amyaylorshow.com forward slash 304. Today's show is called The Magic of Leadership, how to release self-bullying and self-doubt and make your greatest contribution, especially if you're a sensitive, creative soul like me and my special, magnificent guest, Sark. Yes, that's right. The succulent wild woman herself, Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, joined me for this fantastic call that she actually hosted in her Facebook community just for me. And I thought I would go ahead and repurpose, reuse, and recycle because that's what we're all about here at The Amy Ehlers Show so that you could join in this powerful, profound conversation. It really is an off-the-hook conversation filled with inspiration and lots of truth-telling. Without further ado, on with the show. This is the magic of leadership, how to release self-bullying and self-doubt and make your greatest contribution, especially Mm. if you're a creative, sensitive soul. Mm. And I am here with Amy Ehlers in the purple. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here with you, succulent wild woman Sark. (laughs) One of my favorite people on the entire planet. Oh, thank you. Yes, I forgot to say, I'm Sark, and Amy is a master coach, a keynote speaker, a best-selling author of two fabulous books, and she's on a mission to help women stop being so hard on themselves. How many people have been told they're hard on themselves? How many women, how many people here have been told they're hard on themselves? Me. Like every hand goes up. (laughs) Um, uh, So there's so many things I could talk about Amy for the next 50 hours, thousand, (laughs) but I want you to know she's doing the most wonderful new thing she has a high-level women's leadership incubator, and it has the best name. It's called Rise and Lead, and it's really helping women confidently rise into their impact, income, and contribution, mm. um, and really claim, you know, claim their seat at the leadership table, and it's such an exciting time for that. Um, and then, you know, there she is. She's got the most wonderful family and a wonderful rescue dog named Batman, and so... She, we're going to really, uh, we're going to spend about 30 minutes today talking about um, all the things I just named. And it, I want to just, we'll continue to say hi to some people. Um, Dallas, um, hi, Jen from Vancouver, Paula. So Amy, um, I, you've already said wonderful things, but did you want to say any more? Yes. Well, I want to say wonderful things about you. Is that okay? okay. Yeah. <laughs> So yes. for those of you yes. who might not know this incredible woman in the blue, um, I like to think of her as my soul sister. She is one of my dearest friends, one of the best friends a woman could ever ask for. And her name is Sark. She's known as Sark, Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy. And she is a highly acclaimed author and artist. Her books, millions upon millions of her books are in circulation in the world. And I first encountered her through her work as Sark, through her books, and then later, many years later, ended up getting to have her in my life as one of my dearest friends. She is just one of the most creative, abundant, inspiring, miraculous, magical souls on the planet, period, people. (laughs) So I am so excited to be here with her today. 
Um, you know, her work has spanned over 35 years. She also has incredible product line. There's just so many amazing things. She's always working on like 17 books. Like I'll talk to her. She's like, oh, decided to write a new book today. I'm like, what? What is happening? She's just one of the most creative, inspiring women I've ever met. And I'm so excited to be talking with you, Susan, about the soul and the heart and the magic of leadership, because I know, and you know, that now is a really important time for leaders to rise, but not just any leaders. We need sensitive leaders. We need heart-centered leaders. We need creative leaders. And I personally am such a huge stand for more women leaders. Anyone who identifies as a woman really rising and really making her greatest contribution on the planet. So that's what I'm so excited to talk about. Oh, yes. And that, I mean, and now of course I want to rave on and on. I just have to say just a a few more things about you. Uh, <laughs> okay. I do because I want people to understand this is, this is, you know, you can feel it already. I know you felt it the minute you saw her and you felt, you feel it, but I just want to say Amy's the, you know, you hear this, but Amy's the real deal. Hmm. And, you know, she was my maid of honor uh, spelled M A D E. And it was before my, my beloved fiance, John um, died three years ago and Amy held our hands through the whole process and got her whole family was involved in supporting us. And I could literally go on and on and I probably could start to cry. Um, but I, I just want, well, I want people to know the type of leader you are because that, that informs the leadership that you embody and exemplify. Thank you. And that's, you know, to me, what rise and lead really is. It's yeah. like to be the person that you really are and amplify those qualities that are so good and then share them with the world. Thank you. Well, I, I so appreciate that. And I feel like that's the kind of leadership, you know, obviously you're such a leader and a leader for so many. You're a leader in your community, over in your um, membership community that you have. You're a leader in your home. And I, and I actually want every person listening right now to just name that you're already a leader. There's a place in your life where you are already guiding and inspiring people. It might be your children inside your home. It might be your team. If you're a CEO, it might be someone that, you know, your partner that you are inspiring right now. It might be your nieces and nephews that there, we, each and every one of us have this piece of authentic leadership inside of us. And leadership is really about guiding people. It's about saying, okay, I'm a lighthouse over here, shining light in this direction. Come and see what it is that I'm talking about. And so I really believe that each and every one of us has that potential for leadership. And I've, I noticed, and I'm sure that you've seen this too, Susan and Sark, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and forth between those two names. Um, but, you know, I know that you've seen this too, where people feel timid about claiming that they're a leader. And I feel like the people that are feeling timid about that, we need you now more than ever to rise up and declare that you're a leader. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, because we have so many people here from all over the world and so many incredible souls. Let's talk about creative, highly sensitive. Let's talk about sensitive, creative souls as leaders, because that's you know, we need the heart-centered leaders right now more than ever, 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 ever. Absolutely. And I feel like it's because of our sensitivity. It's because sometimes of our, even our creativity, but that feeling of feeling like our hearts could break at any moment. We're, we're living in a really chaotic time. 
I would even use the word dark time, like a time when our shadow is really being seen, kind of the underbelly of what's been going on here in the United States. For those of you who live in the States and are all around the world, there is this darkness that's being, um, that a light is finally shining on. And, you know, you're, you're the one that actually said this to me, Susan, I have chills just thinking about this, but you said, same problems, better cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and biggest spiritual teaching we've all ever had, because we've never had this many people awake on all the subjects at the same time. I've waited my whole life for this to be the time, by the way. Yeah. Waited my whole life for this time. Say more about that. I, I'd love well, for you to I, You know, it's very challenging. I mean, everything, you already said it, but the underbelly, everything is being exposed. Everything is being shared now. You know, Me Too from Me Too to everything you can think of, politically, yeah. the president, everything. And it's all being unearthed and brought up to the light. And it's all being brought up, not just to the light, but brought up for transformation and change. And transformation and change is happening now. And it's uncomfortable. I mean, it's, it's really uncomfortable because it looks, you know, it's terrifying, actually. You know, like when you see the underbelly, we say that, you know, we all know what it's like when you pick up a rock and you watch all these insects scrambling <laughs> under, the, under the dirt. And that's what's going on now. And, but at the same time, in tandem, are women leaders rising. And that, and, and that leadership is going to be part of a new constellation, a new world order, a new way. And I'm very excited about it. And so we all need to do the work, the hard work, the pick and shovel work, as Rumi calls it, mm. um, of, of the tough stuff in tandem with the transformation and change. I love that. I love that. So everyone pick up your pick and your shovel let's get to work. I, I like to say that I feel like since um, the 2016 election, I feel like it's been emotional waterboarding. Like just when I feel like I can get a breath, then the next things happens and the next news cycle happens and we hear about the next horrific event. Yes. And so it, it really is. So I want all of you to know that if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling that exhaustion from it, we see you and we feel you and we get it. Sark and I will often have conversations about that, or we'll sit on the phone and cry together about what's happening in the planet right now and feel that sorrow. And that's part of it. Part of it is just feeling your feelings, which, you know, for me, I know that that is challenging, right? Because I'm trying to feed my two kids and I'm trying to make sure my business is doing well. And I'm trying to be a, a wonderful wife to my beloved husband. And I'm trying to do all of these things in the planet. And really what it comes down to is feeling those feelings is a wonderful starting point. I remember when I was watching the Kavanaugh hearings and when I saw um, Senator Collins do her speech on the Senate floor and essentially pass through this man that I felt like was not worthy in any way, shape or form of being passed through after Dr. Ford's very credible accusations, I felt like we can do better. I just know that we can do better. And not only her accusations, but also his behavior during those hearings. And when I sat there and saw, I watched, I felt like what was an infomercial for Kavanaugh. And it's something inside me broke. It, it, it was like this, this, pure, this moment, it was like so much had happened already. 
And, and with the Time's Up movement, with the Me Too movement, it felt like we were getting so much traction for women's voices to matter, be honored, be respected, and be believed. And when that didn't happen in that moment, it, it, and especially raising two daughters, it, it just, something inside me broke. And, and actually from that, I realized I had to rise up to a new level of leadership, which is what had me create my, my women's leadership incubator, Rise and Lead. Because I said, you know, I, I don't have the perfect thing. None of us do. And, and our inner critics, what I like to call inner mean girls for women, will keep us from rising and leading. They'll keep us in the place of despair, in the brokenness. They'll keep us from saying, you know what, you're broken, therefore you're not perfect, therefore you can't rise, therefore you can't lead. Yeah. When the truth is, from that brokenness arose within me, and I let that momentum come through of saying, I might not have the perfect thing, but I have something to contribute. I have something to say. I've been doing this work for almost two decades. I have something that I can, I can do to help more women's leaders rise. And so that from that broken place, I want all of you to know from that brokenness, let it break you, let it break you right open and then rise from that place into whatever authentic leadership looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love, thank you, Amy. I love that Donna says alchemy. Yes. Alchemizing, you know, um, darkness into light, mud into gold. I love that Dawn said, you know, every damn day. Yeah. You know, and Anna, is it Anna? Yeah. Just got back from comforting and acknowledging another frustrated woman activist. Yes. And Carol, Carol wants us all to please breathe deeply. So let's Let's do that together. Yes. Do that. Woo. So good. Thank you, Carol. Yeah. I know I needed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get fired up. We get fired up and then we forget to breathe. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Would you share, Amy, some statistics? Because, you know, I mean. Yes. Yeah. I think this is really important because one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about women leaders rising is because. It is when you look at the statistics, when you look at the latest research, when you look at what's happening, it's really eye-opening. So Harvard Business Study shows us that 53% of entry-level jobs are women, but only 19% of C-suite level jobs are women. And and Amy, what are C-suite? C-suite, C-level, so anything with a C in front of it, CEO, CFO, COO. Okay. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. So it's basically the leadership yeah. at the top. Yeah. And when we look at Fortune 500 companies, only 4.8% of Fortune 500 companies have women CEOs. And yet studies actually show us that women CEOs, those that identify as a woman, as a CEO, actually have better leadership skills, they actually do better. Companies are more profitable when women are at the helm. Yeah. And, and yet there we are not being represented at that level. And then if you look in the United States and our government, we just had a record year here in this last election cycle for the 2019 Congress here in the U.S. And yet even with that record level, we're still only 23.7% of Congress. Yeah. And isn't it really like, yet. Yeah. it's 18, isn't it 18% governors? 18% of governors are women. And then, of course, here in the U.S., 0% of presidents have been women. Mm-hmm. 
I just always like to point that out. Maybe that'll change in 2020. Yeah. We have some good candidates. Yeah. Right. So it's like there's this level of leadership. We're participating at these huge levels. We're participating. We're working. We have more choices than we've ever had. The thing that's also interesting is there's this fascinating study called The Paradox of Declining Female Happiness. Mm. Right. And so this study that is so interesting to me shows us that even though if you look over the last hundred years of the journey of being a woman in the world and specifically here in the U.S., we've gained so, I mean, we can now own bank accounts. It wasn't all that long ago, ladies, that we couldn't even own bank accounts. We couldn't Mm -hmm. own land outright. Mm -hmm. The only choices that we had for jobs was either being a teacher or a nurse, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so all of this freedom, all of this opportunity, all of this possibility has opened up. And so you would think then, okay, that means that we're happier, but actually our happiness has declined, even though all of this opportunity has come forth. And so part of the thing that that says to me is that we need to have women that are creating success on their own terms. Yes. 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 And so, and you know, so for everyone listening, you know, I can just imagine, I mean, how many people are creating success on their own terms? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there, I mean, there are many people doing that and there are many people not doing that. Many women not doing that. I mean, we'll focus for a moment on women. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Only 100 years of voting. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and yeah. You know, so how, Amy, how do we, like, sometimes when I hear these things, I just feel despair, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I'm sure many people can relate. Like, what? what's the point, you know? Like, it's... Well, so, yeah, so I think it's such a good question because um, the statistics, the statistics aren't there to put us into despair. It's there to shed a light on the facts and the truth which especially in this day and age are actually really important to know where you're getting your facts and truth, right? Mm -hmm. So if we look at the facts, okay, this is the percentage. And we look at the truth because here's the other thing. And I just recorded a podcast. um, I have a podcast called the Amy Ehlers show. And I just recorded a podcast on the invisible labor and unpaid labor that women have on their plates. And as a working mom myself, I was lamenting because my husband um, just left to go on tour. He's a musician And he's on tour for the entire month of March, which he's never been gone since we've had kids for that long. He's done, I think the max was like two weeks. So this is a longer tour, but I was thinking, you know, because I do a lot of business trips. I go and keynote and have been on stages at places like Google and Oracle, and I get to go and speak at these wonderful places. And I, when I, before I leave, I make sure the kids have playdates set up. I make sure to go grocery shopping to, you know, make sure that the house is full of groceries. I make sure to arrange for carpool pickup for my oldest daughter, Annabella. I'm making sure, like, I, I one trip when you and I were leading actually our treat, our retreat in Maui, Rob actually then flew out with the girls. That's the amazing husband that he is. And I actually packed their bags before I left for my trip because I was going out first, right? These are the things that I'm doing. Rob packed his bag and left. <laughs> this is, and my husband is one of the most enlightened, conscious, amazing men that you could imagine. He is so involved with our daily lives. But it was funny. And so I finally made him a list. Like, please also do these following things before you leave. Right? So it's about us good. speaking up. Yeah. Good leadership. Yeah, it is. It's about leadership in the home. And so 
here's the thing. I feel like women, we're, we are exhausted. We have all of these things that have been added, all of these possibilities, but then nothing was taken off our plate. I was just reading a study that shows that women on average do 23.7 hours of unpaid labor a week. Oh boy. Yeah. On average. Whereas for men, it's more of like in the 14 hour range. Yeah. We all do unpaid labor. We all have invisible labor, but for women, we take on so much of that. Yeah. So this, this is just to say, so what is holding us back? Like what, that's really the question. What is holding us back? I believe unpaid labor and the invisible labor that we're doing is holding us back. We're just tired. But the other thing, and this, and so this, for me, when I look at that, this is about us speaking up more. This mm-hmm. is about us making new agreements inside our households. Mm-hmm. This is about us actually saying, you know what, here's what I need from you. And every time I say that to my husband, I'm fortunate enough to have a man that is like a partner, whether you have a man or a woman, doesn't matter to me, but a partner that says, oh, great. He's willing. He's totally willing. He just doesn't see it the way that I see it. Mm -hmm. We need to speak up more about that. And the other thing holding us back, and this is such a huge thing that I teach in Rise and Lead, is that we hold ourselves back. We underestimate ourselves we are incredibly hard on ourselves. Yes. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, you and I both, I know that you have inspired me so much with the inner critic that you, work that you've been doing for decades. And, you know, I have a body of work that I've developed about what I like to call for women, the inner mean girl, because we talk about the mean girls in the hallways of junior high and the mean girls at the water cooler at the office or in the boardroom or in the, at the PTA meeting. But the meanest bully of them all is the one inside your head the one that tells you you're not enough, the one that says it's not perfect, why bother, bother trying, the one that tells you that you are failing, that inner mean girl voice will always tell you that you're not ready every single time. Yeah. And so it's about turning down the volume on that inner mean girl voice and turning up the volume on what I like to call your inner wisdom. You call it your inner wise self. Other people call it their higher self, their voice of truth the God within, whatever words work for you, but really that voice that is your voice of truth. And that's really where the work lies and what, uh, how I believe more women leaders will be able to rise. Yes, yes, yes. Because, <laughs> you know, and, and let's just tell everyone, you know, inner critics aren't bad. I mean, they're not easy, but they're not bad. They're, they're trying to protect you. <clears throat> and, you know, without supervision, they will think they're in charge. And so it's, you know, it's, it's incredible when you take the leadership with your inner critics and inner mean girls as Amy. Yeah. It's it. And all of a sudden they're not in charge. You know, I like to say, if you leave inner critics unsupervised, it's like leaving toddlers in a kitchen with knives. We would, we would never do that, you know? And so I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think probably 90% of women are hard on themselves. And then I would say, honestly, Susan, I would say a hundred percent, especially of women are hard on themselves or put pressure on themselves. Yeah. Okay. Are you right? I mean, I feel like there's this thing that we have inside of us. We go into compare and despair. We compare our worst to other people's best. We scroll through our feed on social media and are like comparing the truth of our lives with the, the airbrushed photo of someone else's life really dangerous. If you're feeling down and hard on yourself, don't go to social media, step away from your phone, right? Because it is such a place where inner, it, it will, it will actually really fuel your inner mean girl. 
And so I like to say we have these outer glass ceilings that we have to shatter. The ceilings that are promoting sexism, racism, the ceilings that are keeping marginalized groups down. We have to collectively smash those ceilings and really create a new game where someone besides just one type of man can win. Because it's, men aren't even winning in the current system. Yeah. Heart-centered, enlightened, beautiful, wonderful men, like you know, your partner, my husband, like all my dad, my brothers-in-laws, we have all these beautiful men. They can't succeed with the game that as it was set up, only one type of very dominant, type A aggressive man is winning at that game. Yeah. We need to create a new game where marginalized groups can win, where women can win, where men that are heart-centered can win. So yes, we need to collectively smash those external glass ceilings, but the first step is smashing those inner glass ceilings, the ways that you're holding yourself back, the self-bullying, the self-doubt, the self-criticism, even the self-hatred. As we can really work on that and then band together, that's when I, I believe significant change will happen. Yeah, and you know what I just heard you say when you said band together? Mm. I heard you say band together, B-A-N. You know, ah. we'll band together this way of treating ourselves. Yes. You know? And yes. this is why I wanted to do this with you because, you know, when we have these conversations, women, any, you know, it, we can shift consciousness. But if we don't have these conversations and understand these patterns and dynamics, we will continue in the route that we've always done. And most of us were trained by mothers or caregivers to be hard on ourselves. If, you know, when I reflect how hard my mother was on herself, I could burst into tears, you know, like, yes. Yeah. And then I remember the first time someone said to me, you know, you really seem hard on yourself. And then I got so angry at them, you know, like, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think I'm hard on myself, you know, <laughs> You know, and, and I'm glad for all the years of work and all the inner critic supervision and all the other, you know, but that's, it's, you know, we need to be in conversation, in communion, in community about this. And so, uh, I love what you're doing. So, you know, you're, you're being called now to serve women leaders in a big way. Will you talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will. Thank you for asking. And it is, it's such a huge mission for me. It's really the core focus for 2019 and beyond for me is to do everything I can to use this body of work that I've developed over the years, whether I'm, you know, keynote speaking at a company or I'm working one-on-one -on -one with someone that's, you know, high up inside an organization, or I'm working, you know, with people in online programs that I've done or at workshops, like workshops, like the magical Maui retreat that we did together, Sark. There's, there's just this body of work that has really emerged that's about helping women get out of their own way and step into more leadership, rise to more income, rise to more influence so that we can really create the world and really create leaders that we can believe in because that's what my commitment level. And so what I've done is I've created something called a breakthrough session. And on these breakthrough sessions, they're one-on-one -on -one private sessions. It's really a breakthrough leadership session where we get crystal clear on your inner mean girl specifically and the way that she's holding you back. And then take a look at what is your leadership vision? What is your contribution that you want to make? What is that greatest version of impact and influence that you can have 
in your lifetime. And really looking at that and begin to even create an action plan around that. And so the cost for these sessions is absolutely free. My team is standing by and we're gifting them as part of our commitment to raise women leaders. And on these calls, if we feel like there's resonance in what you're doing and resonance with my Rise and Lead Women's Leadership Incubator, then we can talk about how we work with women. And if not, that's okay too. Yeah. And so that's, that's really what I've decided to do is to gift women with these private breakthrough sessions, women that we feel like, okay, we'll be able to help you on one of these breakthrough sessions. And it's been so amazing. We've, we've had, you know, I think we've talked to over like 40 or 50 women at this point since the beginning of the year. And it's been so inspiring to be able to be of service to women in that way. Yeah. And, and let's just also say it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I need to take a drink of water. <laughs> yeah, so it, it isn't for everyone. And again, the investment's totally free of this. So I want to, I've actually made a little list here because I, I want to make sure that we're calling forth the right women. So with these calls specifically, you must be a high achieving professional woman that loves what she does. So this is not for you if it's like, oh, I'm not sure what my calling is. I want to make a contribution, but I'm not sure what it is. These breakthrough cars aren't necessarily for you. There's other programs definitely that are much more in alignment with figuring out what your calling is. And you must know that you're destined for greatness. I feel like women leaders, we know deep down, we have that inner wisdom, that inner wise self that's saying to us, you have a big contribution to make. And you know that there's that contribution and you may even be making it, but you know that it needs to be magnified and you can feel that somehow you're getting in your own way on some level. So you're ready to rise to a high level of leadership. Maybe it's becoming a VP or going into the C-suite, becoming a CEO, a CFO, a COO, one of those leaders inside an organization, or maybe you know that you want to make partner. Maybe you're a woman that is like ready to make partner at a law firm or ready to really rise to broker level in your real estate career. Or maybe you want to become a thought leader. You are a business owner. You own your own business and you can feel like I have something more and deeper to contribute. And you really need to be a woman that's committed to showing up and doing the work of smashing that inner glass ceiling while also collectively banning and banding together <laughs> to really smash those external glass ceilings. So if that feels like you, we would love to do a breakthrough call with you. My team's standing by. You can go to wakeupcallcoach.com forward slash apply. That's wakeupcallcoach.com forward slash apply. When you get there, you'll see a brief application that you can fill out. You can let us know your truth. We can witness you. We can feel you. If we feel like we might be able to be of service, We'll then schedule a one-on-one -on -one call with you. And if we feel like we might be of even greater service to you, then we'll talk with you about how we work with women leaders. Yeah. That's my oh, gift to all of you. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to talk about, the, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to have Amy mentor me in my business. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I can say that it's been the, one of the greatest values um, her work and her way of working um, is so feminine and so powerful and so strong. It's resulted in tremendous, you know, if you, if you like Sark and you like what I offer, um, you know, Amy has been involved in my company now for over a decade, uh, advising on an advisory 
uh, level. And I, I just have to say that because sometimes people don't know, you know, and I know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and thank you for, people are all saying, thank you for gifting these, these breakthrough sessions because that's the real way that, you know, someone said it, the connection has to be, yes. you know. Yeah. Well, and I feel like we've gotten into this time and I personally have done so much and have, um, you know, done a lot of group pro programs myself. And there's something about being in a one-on-one -on -one conversation that is incredibly liberating where you feel like you matter and you're valued and you hurt, you're heard and you're, you've been seen. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this this way because the Rise and Lead Women's Leadership Incubator is a very um, small and um, intimate circle of women leaders. And it's just been the connections that are being made. As you said, Sark, we need that community. And when, when we're left to our own devices, it, I don't know why I'm flashing on one of my college roommates. If we, she like, we would come home, like if we went out one night and she decided to stay home, we'd come home from the party and she would be like, I plucked out almost all my eyebrows. You can't leave me alone again. Like I can't be trusted on my own. And it's, it is like with, like you said, having our inner critics rule the roost is like, you know, leaving a toddler in a room with knives. And so we need each other. And if it's not me, if it's not, you know, if you're not being feeling called to a breakthrough session or you don't feel like you fit that criteria, then please find someone who really does feel like the right match for you to mentor yeah. you and help you with your critics. Yeah. And, and to stop self-bullying and being so hard on yourself, everyone's, you know, of course, you know, it, as soon as we have attention on a subject, you know, consciousness shifts. I mean, you know, we all know we're hard on ourselves. We all know we're listening mm -hmm. to inner critic dialogue. Um, and yet we do it just because it's part of, it's, it's like a habit. It really is. It's an untended habit. So it is. Then yeah. we have these kind of conversations. Everyone's chiming in and saying, oh, I do this too. Let's stop doing this. Um, but in order to stop doing this, you need to replace. You can't just stop it. You know, you need to understand the, the, the mechanics of it. And then you need to replace it um, with something that's better than what you've been doing. And so it's very exciting. And I love watching what happens when people do this work. Um, we have someone in the Netherlands that hasn't been able to hear. Um, so it's the first time I've heard that. So, um, Oh, I think that, um, I think that she's saying that it's suppressed, meaning she doesn't feel heard uh, in the never Netherlands. Oh, oh yes. Not oh, that's or hear yeah. you. Yeah. And, and there is cultural things at play. I've actually done <clears throat> some work in, um, in Europe. I remember when I, I've led a couple workshops in Zurich specifically that I'm thinking of, and I remember really hearing from them different things in, in different cultures where it's not, a, you don't take time to hear and listen to people. And so I just want you to know that we hear you. Well, yeah. And Susan, of course, uh, I apologize. Amy saw it right away. She said, no, I can hear. I mean, people do not hear women's dialogue. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for, I just wanted to make sure that, um, yeah. yeah, they say it's a Calvinist background. Yeah. I mean, we're all dealing with all of the things that, you know, that, that, again, all of these Calvinist, all of these things are being exposed for what they are, and they're being held up in the light. And then we can take a look and say, do we want to continue doing that? 
No, we don't. Yeah. And then we're inviting and we're inviting you to rise up in whatever way that that is. And if it's talking to Amy, I highly recommend it. I mean, whatever, if you have a chance to talk to Amy, I'm just going to tell you, talk to Amy. (laughs) Thank you. Well, (laughs) just for clarity, these breakthrough calls are with my team and then we will have an opportunity to talk. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to be clear because I, I actually did at the beginning of the year, I did a lot of these breakthrough calls myself in the beginning and it was so incredible and I had so many incredible conversations and then it became a little bit overwhelming. So, well, okay. So let me, yeah. let me say that talking yeah. to your team is yeah. talking to you because it's absolutely they're not just a team. They're right. heart centered women who have worked with you for many years and who are in your, you know, that, so in other words, if you have a chance to talk to Amy's team and then, and then if, it, if it goes from there and you have a chance to talk to Amy, thank you for clarifying. Of course, yeah, I knew yeah. that in the back of my head. but No, I, I just don't want anyone to be disappointed and I always yeah. want to be in integrity with that. But, you know, it, it's great. There was a question here around, like, if you're already a high-achieving woman leader, why would you need this? Great question. So let me be clear. This, these sessions are for women that are emerging leaders, rising leaders, and established leaders. Because here's what I've discovered over these years of working with leaders at all different levels, whether it's a thought leader like Sark, or it's someone inside a Silicon Valley company where I do um, private executive coaching. What I've found over and over again, for women in particular, and see if this resonates for you, women will get to a certain level of leadership. They're high achievers. They have done a lot. And then what ends up happening is they stop themselves from going to that next level of leadership, whether it's the director level or the VP level or the C-suite level, or, you know, you get to a certain amount in your, in, if you own your own business where you're like, okay, great. I've, I've hit past six figures or I'm in multi six figures, but I can't quite seem to get to that seven figure level. And oftentimes what I've discovered happens is Women decide in that moment to not further continue because they're afraid they're going to have to sacrifice too much. So sometimes they'll look above them if they're in an organization and the only people that are above them in the organization on the org chart literally are men and they're men that are willing to work 16, 18 hour days. And a lot of the women that I work with are working moms Mm -hmm. and they say, you know what? I don't want to spend less time with my kids. So I'm just going to mellow out and be here. But guess what? Nothing ever changes until we have women that say, yes, I'm going to go to that next level and I'm changing the game so that I can do it on my own terms where I don't have to sacrifice my personal happiness, my work-life balance, and have my entire life be only about work. Yeah. So those are the kind of women that these breakthrough sessions are for, are the ones where they're like, I know that I'm destined to go up even further, but I'm stopping myself because I don't want to sacrifice or because I think I'm not ready, which I like to call the getting ready to get 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 ready ready. comfort zone, which our inner mean girls will always keep us there. And again, it's not about vilifying our inner critics and inner mean girls. It's about recognizing when they're up that they want to keep you in the same patterns. That's their job. And instead saying, you're not going to actually make my decisions. Yeah. You're not going to drive the car. That's right. You're in the car because that's a human experience. It's the same for men too. It's not just a female thing, but you don't get to be in the driver's seat anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I just want to say too, we're going to wrap up in just a minute and go. um, But I just want to say too, I've had the privilege to hear about the incubator that Mm. you're the rise and lead incubator. 
and some of the people who are doing this incredible work. Um, I didn't plan on asking you this and I didn't talk to you about this, but do you want to say a little bit about the experience that people are having? Yeah, it's been, it's been really amazing. I have my, um, my first cohort of women going through this program that spans over 12 weeks and there's nine learning modules and um, it's, it's incredible, but women, I'm, I'm thinking of one woman in particular um, who came in and she's a lawyer and also uh, was doing some part-time work um, doing basically being a judge in landlord disputes. And she had had this dream, like when we came in, her vision, her leadership vision was really about becoming a lawyer in a specific field. But as she went through the Rise and Lead curriculum and really started to understand her values and what success was on her own terms, she got tapped to become a judge. And she was having an intermean girl attack of like that she wasn't white, that she wasn't qualified, aren't I supposed to go and do this other thing? And through the course of some coaching in our group coaching calls and in our private coaching sessions, as well as through the curriculum of the program, she started to realize, wait a minute, this actually meets more of my values than being a lone lawyer in my own practice does. And so she decided to go for it, which her inner mean girl was never going to let her do that. And it was so incredible to watch her do that. And then she went through her inner mean girl telling her she's terrible at interviews, that she was never going to get the job. There was no way. So we went through that and we coached around that. She got the job. Wow. And it was so incredible because I see this over and over again, women not like it's studies have shown us that when women look at a job description, we think we need to check every single box in order to apply for that position. Men, on the other hand, if they meet 20 to 30% of the criteria, they put their hat in the ring. And it's, it's fascinating to me. And then there's these crazy studies about women and salary negotiations we ask for 30% less money than men do, and we initiate salary negotiations only 25% of the time, as often as men do. So there's this pattern that we have where when our inner mean girls are in charge, they keep us from the income that we deserve, they keep us from rising in the, to the positions that we really are qualified and ready for, and they keep us small. And again, that's their job. We can bless them. We do not have to vilify them, but they do not get to make our decisions anymore. And that's the kind of results that women are having. Oh, Amy, phenomenal. thank you for doing this work. Um, My pleasure. Uh, and My I want to thank, <laughs> yeah, thank you, everyone, everyone who raised your hand, everyone who wrote a comment, everyone who came here. Um, please do share this because you're, how long are you accepting applications, Amy? We're in the process of accepting them. The, the, the issue is that the appointments are going really fast. Oh, okay. So definitely I would recommend if this is resonating go to wakeupcallcoach.com forward slash apply, submit your application. Our team will try to get on a call with you as soon as possible. And, um, and yeah, and so th there's, that's really the thing is around getting you in sooner rather than later. Okay. Yeah. And also though, and let's, let's talk about people who aren't, let's just say for a moment, anyone who is here, you already said it, but let's restate it. Yeah. Um, if this isn't, if this, if these calls or this isn't right for you, Let's let's put out the statement again for you to rise and lead in the way that on your own terms that works for you and to become aware of the self-bullying, to change your consciousness around how the kind of dialogue you're hearing inside your head and to band, literally band together. Yes. Um, so I, I really want to make sure that 
that we want you to know everyone is in that sense included, you know? hundred percent. Yes. And I think it's so important for each and every one of us, especially, you know, we talked about creative and sensitive souls, which Sark and I both fit that description in different ways. Yes, we can give ourselves a hug, right? Because they're, what's happening in the world right now will feel like it's breaking you. And I just want to remind you that if you feel broken open, that that's your moment to not turn away, but that's your moment to rise into leadership. And whether that means working with Sark in the work that she does or me in the work that I do, or simply with your own community, your friends, your family, your loved ones inside your own household, please make sure to get that support because as, as women, especially as women, and I know for you, incredible men that are tuning into, we all need support. We all need that sisterhood. We all need that brotherhood. We all need to be surrounding ourselves with people that really support what it is that we're up to. Oh, so well said. And, and I just want to say too, I said it before, but I'll be more specific. Um, this is going to post, um, I guess, right after, like it'll be yeah. up. And if yes. you resonate and um, have resonate to this conversation and know that you want to share it, please do share it because it really does help to, to have someone, you know, it helps to be introduced by you, you know? Right. Um, so I wanted to put in a special request. And Amy, thank you for taking time to have this call. Oh, my, my pleasure. As, as everyone can hear, I get just a little bit worked up about this topic. It's, it's just such a, I have a fire lit within me and I want to do everything I can to help as many women as I can and, and to make it as big of a contribution as I can. So thank you for having me and hosting me here inside your community and in your Facebook page. It means the world to me. Sark, and I love you very, very much. Oh, thank you, Amy. I love you too. And thank you, Carol. Thank you, Alexandra. Thank you, Jude. Yeah, the inspiration session, Krista. Um, thank you to everyone who is here and listening later. And this has been as, as magical as I knew it would be <laughs> and, um, and inspiring, you know, and I'm so happy to, that we can inspire each other, inspire and support each other. Oh, good. Cassandra's working on her application. Awesome. Um, it's, a, it's a short one, isn't it, Amy? It's short. Yeah, it is short. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, everyone. Mm. And yeah, if you want to wrap up in a self-hug right now, um, just feel your shoulders, squeeze yourself and just if you extra credit for kissing your shoulders and saying terms of endearment. Mm, 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 mm. I love you, Susan. I love you, love you, love you. Mm. Sending love, love, love to everyone. Oh, and there's David. Thank you, David. Thank you, beloved angel of love. We love uh, you. Uh, he says, uh, uh, David Burroughs, a different David, but oh. <laughs> nonetheless. Um, oh, good. Josie's already done. She can't wait. Yay. Right. Awesome, Josie. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Amy Ayler Show. As always, one of the biggest compliments you can give me is first and foremost to share the Amy Ayler Show with other powerful, passionate, high-achieving women that are ready to make their biggest contribution in the world. And then head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really does help other incredible women find The Amy Ehler Show. As always, keep embracing the messiness and magic of life and rise and lead.